T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One can't help but be positive. And Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. FM, W-E-E-I, W-E-E-I.com, and all across the W-E-E-I Sports Radio Network. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Fitzy and Hart on the day after Christmas observed, two days after Christmas. Hello, happy holidays. How are you, friends? Andy and I will be with you today, the old at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Heart Spectacular with producer extraordinaire Bridget Prue. From 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. If you'd like to get in touch with us, give us a call anytime at 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number. Lock it in and use it as often as you want, bro. The socials, of course, at WEEI, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. And if you would like to send a text massage, 37937. Andy and Bridget will be monitoring throughout the course of the day. 12 o'clock today, high noon, our old pal from NBC Sports Boston, Patriots insider, legendaire Tom E. Curran joins the program. Be a little hockey, a little Celtics, but of course, a whole lot of football. And we begin, Mr. Hart. Good morning. How are you? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? We begin today with, of course, the topic of the day. Which bowl game are you most interested in? The Camellia Bowl between Georgia Southern and Buffalo at noon. The Serve Pro First Responder. It's unbelievable. This is what the bowl games have come to now. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl at 315. Memphis versus Utah State. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina Ooh. at 645. Or the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. 10-15 tonight. This actually might be a football game worth watching. Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. This is, of course, for those of us who understand that there is no methadone for football or at least gridiron action. That's that's your football slate for today, or according at least to an ESPN email I just received three minutes ago. So you're telling me the one that I would most like to watch is at a time when I'm least likely to watch it. 
Yes, which okay, was good. which they banged out. Great scheduling by ESPN. Ten <laughs> fifteen tonight. It's one of those Pac twelve games that everybody goes. Yeah, you missed a good one. Yep, I did. Sorry, I sleep. I work. What is everybody? I mean, yeah, I got to sleep at some point. If we got to do this for four hours every day during the holiday week, plus the six rings and the New Year's Day and the day after New Year's and everything else in between here on the <clears throat> midday show, as we are calling it for the time being, who in the world is going out of their way aside from alumnus? of Memphis State, Utah, Georgia Southern, and Coastal Carolina to watch any of these games? Um, Sponsors, parents, I don't know. You, it's friends and family. It's You have a connection to the game in some form or fashion, would be my belief. Otherwise, maybe you just stumbled into it. Any chance you're on business, wherever the hell these games are, you're on business and like, hey, I'll go to a game while I'm here. It's on the company tab. Right, like before the... Patriots-Raiders debacle at Allegiant Stadium on December 18th. There was a bowl game that Saturday, actually, between Florida and, I want to say, Oregon State, perhaps? And that's a little different in Vegas. I feel like you put something in Vegas, you get the chance of just, like, the walk-up crowd or the people that are in town on vacation or here to see some... uh some singer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I got an extra night here. I'll go to a football game. But I've never understood these random bowl games, how they make money. You turn on the, right. on TV, the, the stands are empty. It's barely friends and family. I think there's probably mm-hmm. some friends and family who are like, good luck, kid. I'm not going to be able to make it. It's, it's Christmas week. I'm staying home and enjoying my time off. Yeah, yeah, the people who benefit most from that are seagulls because there's probably so many extra concessions just tossed yeah. in the parking lot and in the dumpster. It's, it's so strange. I've never really understood the format. And then when people argue, oh, we can't uh, – we can't go to, you know, an X-team playoff because the sanctity of the bowl games. Like, what is it, 1932? The bowl games are done. People yeah, want to see playoffs. The, the whole, like, growing up, it used to always be like, you know, you grew up in a house like mine that was football obsessed with my old man gambling all the time. Yes, back in the day, we still found ways. Richie the Bookie and Quincy was always good for a couple of late-night wagers. And I can't even tell you how much of the family funds my dad blew on those 1-900 numbers where he would call in, like, the day before ESPN was constant sports ticker. Uh, half the Stevens family fortune growing up must have been spent on those 10 and 25 cent calls where my dad was calling into the scoreboards to hear like, hey, it's Ace McGillicuddy here with the one nine hundred sports update. And they would just rattle off scores and they would reset them every 10 or 15 minutes. Andy, you remember those? Uh, I do. You're dating yourself, definitely. But uh... I figure it's a sports radio Tuesday on the holiday week. So I imagine there's probably a couple people listening right now that can relate to that. Yeah. A couple is probably fair. It's a, a slow probably fair day point. based on traffic. Hot lead. Hot lead. Getting right to the hot topic at 10.05. Good job, Fitzy. Nice radio, bro. But I can tell you who's listening. My P1 favorite hater. In the uh, 413, who loves to say he never listens when I'm on, but somehow texts Starts every, every single show. With a show. Hate bomb. Andy Hart sucks. Why is POS Andy Hart on the radio? He's awful. Why is POS Andy Hart on the radio? He's awful. You already texted that. How many times are you going to send it? This guy horrible. Thanks for listening. He literally texts in within seconds of every show I'm on at all hours, and then we'll continue to text in. Hour two, hour three, hour four to prove that he's still listening. So appreciate you. You remember, of course, the old adage: uh, every every program director or operations manager, market manager will tell you the same thing. Andy, they'll always tell you, like, well, you know, it's always good if you're if you're aggravating fifty percent of your audience, and that means you're doing a good job because you want to be polarizing and provoke a quality opinion. Plus, don't forget, Howard Stern haters used to listen right. longer than Howard Stern fans. <laughs> right. So we're nailing the hell WNBC. out of that one. NBC. Yep, we're nailing the hell out of that one, Fitzy. 
I, I just, I just, it's a, you know, it's a, I'm not going to call it a full grab ass week, but at the same time, there are moments where every now and again, you're allowed to sort of meander down a road of sports memories, a little bit of nostalgia and the way things were versus the way things are. I personally, per, while I do advocate for like an eight team college football playoff, I'd rather be watching those this week as I try to fill in the gap in my heart, my head, and my sports-loving soul with games like that as opposed to this garbage between the Patriots on Christmas Eve and the Patriots in the NFL on New Year's Day. I used to love the way it was on December 31st. You had all those big games. You had a couple big games. And then uh, leading up to New Year's Day, and like New Year's Day, like your awesome. plans were set. 12, 12 noon to 12 midnight, right? Peach, cotton, rose sugar like those bowls mattered it was awesome it was awesome i can remember now i'm going to date myself setting up multiple tvs way yes. back when figuring out a way to have multiple tvs going so that i could watch whatever was on abc whatever was on cbs and they were real bowl games you weren't watching no disrespect to the carolinas but you weren't watching the carolinas you were watching like the Rose Bowl. You were watching Ohio State versus somebody like this was big time football all day long. You had multiple games you cared about all day long. And then yes. they started spreading it out. And now all of a sudden everybody makes a bowl game. There's like a billion bowl games as long as There's you have the six wins. Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel. Lo- yeah, I mean, like, the what fact, are we doing? Like, there was a bowl game named after a late night talk show host. It was? Yeah, there was a, the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. Ugh, I don't like that. How ridiculous is like they're so desperate to spread like it now. I doesn't it kind of ride part and parcel with the whole idea of the overexpansion of sports uh, in the United States, like what the watering down and generation participation trophy where it's just sort of like everybody gets a bowl game. All you got to do is like finish two games under 500 and you're going to the right. car snacks dot guacamole bowl. Yep. And then, and I hope the kids make out. I hope that, you know, if I'm a kid and they have, like, a bag waiting in my room that has, like, cool swag, some sweatshirts, some hoodies, a PlayStation. Gold-plated Bluetooth yeah. speakers. Whatever really it is. Nice, yeah. Like, sneak some the new John Morant sneakers. Yeah. By I the don't way, begrudge them. Fire. And, and I, a lot of these bowls, they have, like, cool things. You talk to players, like, Patriot players, like, oh, and you're just BSing with them, and they went to the... Alamo Bowl, and there was like a cool event on Thursday night. There was a cool event on Friday. Oh, we were at a comedy club, and this happened. They're cool experiences for the kids. I just don't really understand what they bring to a value to the viewer or the spectator and why anyone other than friends and family. But, you know, if people don't like us talking about this, we could always do four hours explaining why Mac Jones' hit was dirty and why Joe Burrow trying to tackle Marcus Jones are not the same thing. Because we have a lot of texters and tweeters who don't seem to understand the difference between the two quarterbacks diving at opposing players. Yeah, and Mac, I got to tell you, like at a time when the New England Patriots could use a, if not multiple, Stacy, I don't own a gun, let alone multiple guns that would necessitate a gun rack. There's there's today's first 1990s movie reference for you. Shout out to anyone who can get that, Andy, on the text line at three seven nine three seven. Know me. It would be nice if the Patriots could get, uh, if not multiple nice clippings, pieces of press, or anything positive, as opposed to like, like Kurt, Kurt Warner using a bar napkin to scribble down notes as to how bad the Patriots' offense looks. Our pal Andrew Callahan, screen from the Boston Herald, screenshotting plays from Sunday, where on multiple occasions wide receivers were running into each other, and/or including when one tight end took out the other. 
How about the national press? Good morning, football. Good afternoon, football. Good day, lady. It's football. Whatever program that has the name of football in it on ESPN, NFL Network, etc., all outlining how sad sack and antiquated the Patriots' offense is. And now we've got a national headline of Mac Jones developing reputation as a dirty football player. It is what it is. I think he's earned it. He's only been in the NFL a year and uh, three quarters here, but uh, lots of dirty plays you can point to, and I know they've started to do it on Twitter in various uh, highlight places where slide with a kick in the groin, slide with a kick in the groin, twist an ankle, dive oh, at a I knee. About, I, I forgot about that. Which game? Was that in the Bears game? Yeah, twice. Oh, my. That's right. Right before. Wasn't it the guy who it was the safety? I think he's a rookie. He picked him off safety later. Or rookie. Yeah, right? Yeah. He came back. He got kicked in the cookies and uh, the Cocos <laughs> to steal uh, from our the prize bag, the yes. hairy hockey stick. Yeah. And he came back later and had an interception. Yes. Um, I'm so he only deserved to just the same way Chandler Jones deserved to be the one who got the play at the end of the Raiders game. That guy deserved to get the pick off of the wire before Mac got benched. Yeah, that's bad. like that's bad. Like that's bad. Like as if there aren't enough things they need to talk to Mac Jones about, like the histrionics, uh, the you know the pouting, the f bombs, all the all the stuff like shaking off Matt Patricia as much as he might want to, as much as all of us might want him to tell Patricia, you know, take this offense and go screw. Like at the same time, that's a bad look. Now reputation is a dirty player. I was just sort of like putting together a little photo compendium of Mac Jones's two thousand two. Aside from a couple of touchdown passes to um, Wilkerson in that January 2nd blowout of the Urban Meyer Jackson. Well, they weren't even the Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars. At that point, they were the Daryl Bevel Jacksonville Jaguars on January 2nd. Aside from that, Mac Jones is 2002 on the whole has been awful. Like it's been really like it's been a terrible, terrible entire year for him. Uh, the whole year, the whole calendar, you literally just like want to wash this season, wipe the year, wipe all of it. Like it's been bad. He's been broken. That's the phrase I keep going back to. I think it began with the Matt Patricia process, and he sold his soul and tried to be the good soldier. And then the expected outcome that I think he he knew was coming and that we thought was coming uh, came to fruition, and that just led to whatever you call him now because he's a broken man. Now, I don't know that that's the excuse for the dirty play because I thought he was a dirty player at times a year ago. I think there is still some, you know, the tennis brat. Did you really? Yeah, I do. And I also, it also rubs me the wrong way that a guy that tries to steal a 15-yard penalty at the every every hit he takes, every run he makes, he'll be watching you, uh, that he when he tries to steal flags as a protected quarterback, he... He can't. Um, he can't then be a dirty player. Like, wait, we're not allowed to touch you at all, but you can dive at my knees like that. Juxtaposition makes it look even worse, in my opinion. Right. At least like once Tom Brady developed the reputation, like once he started being called the goat and pretty boy and all that stuff, and Ray Lewis used to bark about him getting all the calls and complaining for them. Um, you know, using perhaps some language that Troy Aikman was familiar with and/or may have used on TV recently that you and I would get roundly criticized for using, like. That took a while. Like Tom Brady did. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andy. You having been with the Patriots for so long before joining the one big happy radio family here at, uh, at WeI.com. When, Tom Brady didn't develop a reputation like that until well into like his playing career. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't remember it. It definitely came later uh, when he was more of the protected superstar class, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, than the 
you know, out of nowhere, six-round pick, storybook, gritty, just one of the guys, Brady. Yes. Yeah, I think it took a while. It's not a good look for Mac. All right, we'll unpack that a little bit more. We've actually got some audio from Mac Jones yesterday on WEEI talking about the hit with Eli Apple and why that is starting to get a reputation, as well as an interesting response from Patriots captain and longtime leader Matthew Slater on the same play as well. I don't think that play sat very well in the locker room, and I think he's probably going to get a talking to or there's going to be a little come-to-Patriots moment with some of the leadership there as well. There's only one playoff spot remaining right now, and we're going to talk about the Chargers last night defeating the Indianapolis Colts in a thoroughly uncompetitive and non-interesting game on Monday Night Football. We'll talk more about the Patriots and their control of their destiny. Maybe we'll splash in some Gronk, some Celtics. I think we even have some Red Sox for all you hot stoves out there. Tommy Curran at noon and so much more. It's Fitzy and Hart on the Midday Show, 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number. This is Bridget Prue, and she's trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Cars for Kids. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Yesterday, Mac Jones explained his action here on WEI Patriots Monday, saying he only intended to slow down a fast player in a split second after the NFL now reportedly reviewing the hit by Mac Jones on Eli Apple late in Saturday's game against the Bengals for being a dirty hit. The Patriots have a 1 p.m. kickoff against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa is back in concussion protocol. Miami coach Mike McDaniel has yet to name a starting quarterback. For Sunday's game at Gillette, Tua is considered questionable, and the Dolphins' backup Teddy Bridgewater will be taking first-team reps on the offense while Tua is sidelined around the NFL. The Chargers have clinched a playoff berth after a 20-3 victory over the Colts in Monday Night Football, and the Broncos have fired their head coach Nathaniel Hackett after a 4-11 start to the season. The Celtics Host the Rockets at 7.30 at the Garden. The Bruins play tonight at 7 in Ottawa in the first of a back-to-back on the road. They'll also play tomorrow at 7.30 against the New Jersey Devils. Trending Now is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car could be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. That was a fun first quarter. Five first downs, four punts, three interceptions, two successful challenges, no third down conversions, and a partridge in a... <laughs> Sing it, Joe God. Let's go. Second down and 11. <laughs> Buck, part of the broadcast partnership there, the dynamic duo of Buck and Aikman on ESPN's Monday Night Football, keeping themselves entertained because the game sure didn't, Andy. That was a pretty tough watch last night on the Entirely Sick Persons Network. The Los Diego Chargers, as I like to call them, <clears throat> prevailing. I think you and I probably could have coached a 53 guys to a win against Jeff Saturday's Nick Foles-led Indianapolis Colts. 20-3. More importantly, your guy, your pal, Brandon Staley, the guy who was doing yoga humps and stairs on the sidelines a couple hours before the game, punches Awful. his ticket and gets his first playoff appearance. The Chargers are going to the playoffs, Andy. Yeah, let's more importantly talk about whatever the hell he was doing pregame. Can we please, like if anyone didn't see it, maybe Andy, Andy one of us can retweet a video of it. Uh, oh, I can. From- Him humping air? Yes. So in case it's a penalty, see you know, it, now you NFL, probably if you do it as Andy times. finds it and retweets it. So if anyone wants to watch along or take a look at it and then weigh in with us, uh, three seven nine three seven, the socials at WEI at Jumbo Heart or at Fitzy GFY. They were making fun of it on the pregame show. We uh, they were making fun of it everywhere last night before the game started. Chargers coach Brandon Staley, a guy who's made quite the reputation for himself by being Mr. Analytics, like he'll go for it on fourth and two from his own three-yard line if he has to because, you know, that's what the metrics say, was doing this strange workout. Do they call that like the, the, the sacred cow or something? He's, he's planted as if he's like in a push, not a push-up position, like on his knees and his hands, and he's doing these arched back pelvic thrusts on the sidelines to get ready for the game, and then he's running stairs. As if like this now I've seen like we've made fun of guys like Mike Vrabel who was out there doing half push ups on the sidelines before the game. Some coaches like to get in a jog. Dan Campbell obviously made a name. Yeah, bro, he made a name for himself by doing all those like the Oklahoma drills or the up downs with his players on hard knocks this year. But this was straight up the weirdest thing I have ever seen an NFL coach doing before a game. And I've watched a lot of football. Like these eyes have seen a lot of NFL, Andy. Yeah, the, the running stairs is common, rampant. Every stadium has it every Sunday. It's it's part of what a lot of coaches do. Didn't care as much for the Vrabel moment on the Gillette sideline a few years ago when he was doing the uh, up-downs and hip mm-hmm. thrusts and burpees and whatever the hell he was doing. But yeah, this Staley... He was half him, too. Like, if you're going to do that kind of effort, do that at home. This Staley thing takes it to a, a new level. And as my former boss, Fred Kirsch, said, like, this was a look-at-me moment. Like, I, I clearly think he wanted this scene. He wants this to go viral. And he's that kind of cerebral new age. Look at me. I do yoga on the sideline pregame. That's why I'm such oh. a great coach who's making the playoffs for the first time despite having an elite young quarterback and endless talent on both sides of the football 
This is actually they probably bad don't for even them. have like I bet I bet the Chargers are so new age annoying, Andy. They probably don't even have like a nutritionist. They probably call him like a caloric analyst. Oh, I'm sure. And, and this is bad for the Chargers long term, in my opinion, because it's just going to keep Staley around longer, and you need to get rid of Staley so you can advance as a, a quarterback, a young quarterback, and as an organization. But uh, yeah, not a great game. Not a great game oh. at all. Right up until Derwin James nearly killed a man. Oh my God! Wow. I mean, you want to talk? I, I don't. I don't think he meant for that to be a dirty hit. I think no, that's one. I think that's just one of those football plays where you have to expect it. It wasn't like he specifically went out of his way to head hunt or target the man, knock him out, and possibly send him to another planet. Like that was just. It, but at the same time, they're putting such a high priority on player safety now, and especially head trauma, that something like that happens, whether you meant it or not, you're probably going to end up getting rung up or kicked out of the game. And not now. I mean, this is something they've been doing for years and years. We're going back, you know, we're coming up on a decade where a hit like that is frowned upon. This is no longer the uh, old Raiders and Steelers of the 70s, Dick Butkus and all those guys. And I found, the thing I found interesting about that hit um, was that immediately... Two former Patriots linebackers reacted on Twitter. One was Brandon Spikes, who is as hard-nosed, old-school a linebacker as you'll find. You can remember the way he played was basically between the tackles. I'm running forward and I'm hitting something. It might be a lineman, might be the ball carrier, might be the ref. I'm hitting something in front of me, so I'm not really surprised that he was like, I'm turning this game off, can't watch football, what are they doing, wussification. I forgot the exact words. And then, Mm -hmm. like, in my same scrolling through my timeline, Dante Hightower was like, the hell's that you're obviously going to be kicked out of the game for that hit you have to be and should be so both played the same position right like within the last whatever it is 10 or 12 years Mm -hmm. and two immediately different reactions to that hit which the funny thing was didn't see it live i was literally like around the corner and heard it and was like oh that didn't sound good like you could hear the you pain you could hear like the crack the crack of the oh, helmet yeah. and, the and both woozy both guys got woozy like derwin james woozied himself too he was like stumbling around too um and was ejected i really have no problem with that ejection because it is what it is go lower the same hit 6 right. to 8 inches lower is a big hit, and I do think he was trying to avoid, if you look, he was like making this weird turn at the end, but he put his helmet under the guy's chin. There was, <laughs> There's oh. nothing I can do. I have to kick you out of this game. I can't even imagine like what that blunt force trauma feels like. And yeah, he it did look like he was like he was coming in too upright and started to lower for the proper tackle or at least something resembling right. football form. Ended up splitting the difference and almost knocked himself out. I mean, could have broken that guy's neck or just like to, you know sent that guy into 2023 for quite some time. It was like also it was, a hospital ball, by the way. There's yeah, some blame to be had for Nick Foles. Hey, hey, maybe don't do that next time. Unlike I can't see that guy coming, who is. One of the more versatile and ferocious athletes on NFL fields. Derwin James is a Derwin freak James of is awesome. positionless nature. Like, he can yeah. do anything. Hey, Nick Foles, if you see him lining me up, maybe just throw it into the ground. Throw it away. Hell, throw it to the other team. You're good at that. You've been doing that all game. Just don't throw it to me. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we got some calls as well. Who uh, Some people who want to talk football, NFL, and more. You guys are welcome to the Hart and Fitzy party anytime today. 617-779-7937. Mike is up in New Hampshire. The Granite State weighs in first today on Fitzy and Hart. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. I think Andy's interpretation of Mac Jones' dirty plays is accurate. He's a tennis brat. And so my new nickname for Mac Jones is McEnroe Jones. Uh, my second point I want to make is <laughs> I like it. Yeah, right. Good job, Mike. A number of years, a number of years ago, uh, when coaches were deathly afraid 
to coach against Belichick in a playoff game, a coach by the name of Doug Peterson with the Philadelphia Eagles kicked his ass all over the field. I know Malcolm didn't play in all that, but it was an unbelievable coaching performance. So I'm not shocked that the Jaguars have responded, and I'm really hoping they make the playoffs. I don't know Steve Wilkes, but the Panthers were a train wreck. My point here is that coaching really does matter. Obviously, we can see that with the Patriots this year. And the last question for you to ponder is, what's better for the Patriots Sunday, Teddy Bridgewater to face Teddy Bridgewater or Tua? I'm really not sure, so I'm kind of torn. Love to hear all your responses. Hey, thanks for uh, programming the next five minutes of the show, Mike. We appreciate you very much. That was an excellent call. <laughs> that was an excellent call. Uh, so th- this is a, a, a an interesting topic, the Bridgewater thing, because yeah. – Tua, well, as is the coach, as is the coaching one too, because I hadn't. We had you and I have bandied this about over the last two days, Andy. I keep forgetting about the Steve Wilkes thing. It's okay to make changes midseason and actually t- see your team oh, yeah. respond positively. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Uh, your guy, Dan Campbell. Did you see his post game handshake with Wilkes after the the the? I believe he called it an ass whooping. He congratulated. He goes, that was, a, that was an ass whooping. Hell of a game, man. And just kept walking like he was he was so impressed with the way his team got their ass kicked by Steve Wilkes' team that right. he congratulated him post game. So, yes, absolutely. Culture can change. Results can change based on coaching change. There, there are definitely examples of it in the National Football League in season, out of season, and the importance of it. But this, this te- uh, Tua thing where he is now in the concussion protocol again, although he was not in the concussion protocol in the game, in which Mm -hmm. he, if you look at Adam Schefter's uh, Twitter feed, you can see the hit that some are speculating where his head hit the ground again. Warren Sharp had it it as well. I retweeted it a little while ago. I think it was at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, before he Um, threw all the picks, which is weird. It might explain something. Yeah, I just would like to quickly go over uh, from this tweet. it's from at Sharp Football. If this play at two minutes forty seconds left in the second quarter is any indication to as to Tua possibly getting concussed, here are the stats. Pre concussion, he was nine of twelve, two hundred twenty nine yards, nineteen point one yards per play, yards per attempt, one touchdown, zero picks. Post concussion, if it was, seven of thirteen, eighty one yards, six point two yards per attempt, zero TDs. Three picks, and all three picks came on consecutive drives. And even worse than that, I believe it was the second pick. He was asked to sort of run down how the picks happened post game, and I believe the second one he goes, "Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I called the wrong play on that." So you have a quarterback in the huddle, a professional quarterback, mm-hmm. calling the wrong play. That's probably a sign that, that he works for Matt Patricia. <laughs> no, that's a cheap shot. That something's going on. That was a cheap shot. You need to admit that was it. Take a lap. Oh, it was. I'll, I'll do one at the t- the forty one break. That's fine. Everybody just taking cheap shot. Anyway. But so so the result though, from a Patriots perspective, as we spin it forward, Patriots Dolphins Sunday Gillette Stadium. Two is in the concussion protocol, and I know ever since two is first whole snafu with concussions. One of the things that came about was that the mean time spent in concussion protocols like nine days. So now everybody's like, well, Tua might not be available Sunday. It could be Teddy Bridgewater. To which I responded, because there was a line change. Did you see it? Went from Dolphins by like one and a half, two. It's now Patriots by two and a half. Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater's a four and a half point difference? He's also better than every quarterback you've beaten this year, not named Jared Goff. He's better than Sam Ellinger. He's better than Colt McCoy. He's better than Zach Wilson. He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. So 
I actually think if I'm a better, now I get points with Teddy Bridgewater and that offense to which mm-hmm. Teddy Two Gloves just has to dump it off to Waddle or dump it off to Hill. Like, I don't think this swings the game dramatically. As the caller just referenced, based on the way Tua was playing at the end of that game when he got his bell rung clearly, you could say they're better off with Teddy Bridgewater on. This is a professional quarterback that's won games, that's tricked a number of teams into thinking he might be their starter over the years. Do you feel yeah, Minnesota, great? Minnesota, he played well in New Orleans. He's been yes. with the Jets. Like, this is, we're not just talking like journeyman backup. We're not no. just talking about veteran Jag. We're talking about somebody that if you need to rely on him or put him in a must-win situation because it pretty much it isn't exactly winner of the game gets the playoffs. It's not an it's not a a win and get in win, you know right. play in game, but it's pretty close. Well, there it, it could get ugly because there's seven teams vying for that final spot in mm-hmm. the AFC. Depending and on Jared how Stidham play might out. be quarterbacking one of them. Well, and and but if it were Jarrett Stidham that were starting for the Dolphins, I'd say oh Patriots really catching a break. Yeah, I'm not sure how much worse Teddy Bridgewater is than Tua, and I'm not sure. Not I, in fact, I know. He's better than all of the quarterbacks you've beaten except one, and I'm not so sure he's not better than Goff. He might be the best quarterback you'll beat this year if you happen to beat him on Sunday. So I just saw this tweet uh, from Chris Mason from Mass Live a couple of minutes ago. This is pretty wild. The Patriots have beat one quarterback, Jared Goff, who is a team's number one when everyone is healthy. Yeah. Their other wins, as you previously outlined, Andy, Trubisky, Brissett. Zach Wilson twice, Sam Ellinger, Colt McCoy. Yeah. And they may add Teddy Bridgewater to this list this weekend if he starts in place in Tua and the Patriots are able to win. Like, And he should add the not- sentence on the end, and he's better than all those guys. Right. He's better than all of them. It's just the reality. What he's accomplished in his career for different teams at different points and different stretches, he's pretty good. So are you just going to say, oh, yeah, lay up, Patriots defense versus Teddy Bridgewater, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill and company will just kill? No. Like, <laughs> That is not a gimme with Bridgewater under the center at all. Not even close. If the Dolphins' offense is predicated upon getting their elite speed players out in space, getting them the ball, and trying to have them make plays as opposed to thinking your quarterback needs to make all of them, like Josh Allen can do the same thing in Buffalo, but Josh Allen can also do amazing things on his own, fitting passes into tight windows and running like a a tight end with running back speed who also has – a laser rocket arm. Like, it's a completely different kind of thing. Tua is small, doesn't have the strongest arm. His job is always just get the ball into a space where the Waddles and the Tyreeks and the Mostert's of the world can do their thing. That's all Teddy Bridgewater is going to be asked to do. Uh, He's basically the right-handed equivalent of Tua, but he's had a a bunch less concussions this year and could pose as many, if not potentially more problems for the Patriots because he's a very accurate quarterback. With a glove on. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. Although you never know. If it's rainy, maybe it's a little slippery, a little slick balls for Teddy Two Gloves. I don't know. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. There's obviously a chance. Of course there's a chance. They've had a chance every week. They just kick it away. Yeah, no, that's I, I understand. The, the Patriots have a chance every single week, and they're going to have a chance now. But the thing, you know, we see the Chargers punch their ticket in. The Ravens have now punched a ticket. So you're looking at the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets. The Steelers, I guess technically the Titans, you know, they say there are seven teams total that have a chance at the playoff spot. But really, looking at the schedule of all the teams, I think it's pretty much going to boil down to the three teams in the AFC East vying for that one final playoff spot. And everyone's got like a tough-ish schedule, if you will. Wouldn't it be funny if the Jets, having had to start Zach Wilson because of Mike White's rib injuries, 
If the Dolphins and the Patriots each suffer one more loss the rest of the way, the Jets win both games. If the Jets are the team to finally make the playoffs with Mike White. I mean, the Dolphins, like the Dolphins, they had this thing locked up a month and a half ago, Andy. We were talking about the Miami Dolphins possibly competing for the AFC East. Oh, yeah. Looking to be a conference top seed. Now they're scratching and clawing, trying to beg and borrow their way back into the playoffs by getting the number seven seed. Yeah, no, this is um, the Dolphins are a team that, yeah, I thought the records are close. So it's now eight and seven versus seven and eight. I think the Dolphins are better than eight and seven. And I think the Patriots are worse than seven and eight. But it really doesn't matter what I think. All that matters is the records and what happens on Sunday. And then all of a sudden they're both eight and eight. And we go to tiebreakers and you go into the last week of the season with the opportunity to steal a playoff spot. And who knows what the Bills are doing? Maybe they give you a playoff spot. I don't know. I just, it's an interesting situation. And you know what I really need is I need, the NFL likes to put out these sheets that they put in an Excel spreadsheet and color Mm -hmm. code if various things happen. Well, we now have seven teams vying for one playoff spot with two weeks to go. Cornacki chaos, yes. I like to call it. I, I need a I need a color coded Excel spreadsheet that tells me if this, then this, if this, then this, and give me all the scenarios in which the Patriots make it, the Dolphins make it, the Raiders, the Jets, the whole damn mm-hmm. thing. I need it color coded. I'm a simpleton. I need colors. I think I heard correctly that if the Patriots beat the Dolphins but lose to Buffalo mm. and Miami loses out. Uh, even if the Jets win their final two games, wait, is, do the Jets play the Dolphins week 18? Yes, yes, ah. Jets-Dolphins is the finale, and they play okay, the Seahawks so this week. Yep, okay, so you need the Jets to lose Sunday. I got it, okay, so you need the Seahawks to win this Sunday. You need Pete Carroll to bail you out. Now, luckily, the Seahawks, they, they at one point were like 6-2, and two, now they're 7-8. and eight. The Seahawks still kind of trying to vie, compete for that number 7 seed in yes. the NFC as well. Yep. You need the Seahawks to win Sunday. You need the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. And then you need the Jetropolitans to defeat the Dolphins the final week. And then it doesn't matter what you do against Buffalo. And then you can hang your hat, Pats fans, on making the playoffs at 8-9. Yeah, baby. Hats and t-shirts, baby. Good old hat and t-shirt game. Will they put a big L on it since you have a losing record? Is that uh, we're going to do losing record playoff hats and t-shirts? No, I'm not doing it. And I'm also not rooting for a losing record to make the playoffs. I, I think that's a terrible look. I don't like... And both conferences, there's seven and eight teams. Because right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can't do anything about the division winner if you have the Bucks make the playoffs with a losing record or Jacksonville make the play. Like that, that is weird. Six and nine is playing seven and eight Sunday in Tampa for the NFC South. Yeah, it's gross. But it's even grosser that you expand your playoffs, and now it's great. Everybody in New England and New York and Tennessee is talking about how they can make the playoffs. It just feels like it, it a watered down postseason. You're super. Super wild card weekend where not so super teams get to play and likely get treated the way the Patriots got treated last year. And thus, it begs the question as we head into break, Andy, are you ready? We're going to do sports radio in three, two, one. Pats fans, if they finish eight and nine or even nine and eight, do you want this team to make the playoffs? 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number. I believe Andy Hart and I will come down on opposite sides of this question and this topic, and we'd love to hear from you. Right on the other side of a couple of bills that we got to pay, it's Fitzy and Hart middays here on WEEI. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original.
Oh, it's not easy like Sunday morning making the playoffs, even though it's the expanded playoff format, seven teams in each conference, making it to Super Wild Card Weekend. What is easy like Sunday morning is listening to Wiggy and Keefe on WEEI NFL Sunday. Is that what we call it these days? Yes. No. Is it N- no. WEEI Football, football Sunday. Sunday. Football Sunday, right. Yes. As we lead up to the big game. Yes, absolutely. I'm New England's favorite sports team. I'm the New England football team. I'm the New England football club. (laughs) Yes, careful. Yes, we discuss the New England football club on WEI Football Sunday, preparing you for the big game and the expanded competitive playoff format, as I've been told to refer to it as. That's uh, Keith and Wiggy Sunday from 10A to 1P, leading up to Fish at Pats on Sunday, and I know I voiced the Six Rings promo, which you heard just after our last break, and we may have to revoice that because we're not sure Tua is actually going to be playing in the game, a game that matters significantly for both. Tua undefeated against Bill Belichick still. That blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Well, both of these teams have had a lot of success against the Patriots in recent years, regardless of QB or coach or whatever was going on in Miami, and obviously Josh Allen, unless it's in a... Right. Uh, in the Patriots fan rooting guide, and I see we've got a bunch of calls about the Patriots possibly making the playoffs and if you would even want them in the dance if they get a chance. Uh, you want Buffalo to win this Sunday, and then you also would uh, – so you want them to beat Cincinnati, and then you want Kansas City to lose. That would pretty much lock up the AFC for Buffalo, giving them a little less to play for week 18 if you are so inclined to see the Patriots make it to Super Wild Card Weekend. Did you say Kansas weekend. City lose? Sure. <laughs> Who are they Who are playing? They playing? I'll give you a guess. It may or may not be a team that fired its coach yesterday that gave up 50. You've got to be. Oh, then no, that's it. Lock it in. The Broncos Coaching by a change. million Sunday. Yeah, yeah the culture change. Yeah. And what's the name of their, what's the name of their, like, <laughs> I even read the name of their coach, and I was like, that's not a person. It's the guy they hired to help Hackett deal with, like, timeouts and in-game decisions, like, week oh three. God. They brought and him. It's, and it's in Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, crap. So you're counting on the Chiefs to lose in Kansas City to a team that just got blown out by 50 to Baker Mayfield. That like They that's... lost by 34 in Los Angeles where Russell Wilson threw three picks. It was legitimately the worst, a horrible football team that has, I'd argue, maybe the most dismal future in the NFL right now has possibly or could have possibly looked. Okay, so the Chiefs are going to win that game as well, which means Buffalo is going to be playing for something on Week 18, which is not good for the Patriots. Means you're porked. <laughs> which means we're. Which means welcome back to we're porked on Weei. Let's get to the calls right now. Charlie's in Boston. He wants to talk about the Pats possibly making the playoffs. What's up, Charlie? What's up, guys? Love the show. Um, yeah, Thanks, I, don't, I just I just want it to be over. Honestly, like it's just like watching the team is just like. It's like nails on a chalkboard except for your eyes. Like, it's just awful. Like, everything that's going on, like, just, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And even if they do make it to the playoffs, it's just a tease. Like, they're not beating the Bills. They're not beating the Chiefs. They might beat the Bengals. They're not going to. And even if they magically, like, everything goes perfect, which it is not going to go perfect, they're not beating, the, like, the, the, the 49ers or the Eagles, either of those teams. So, it's just, just end it. I don't want to think about it anymore. I just want to go on to next season. Just end it like old Yeller. Yeah, Charlie, so you really are, even if the Patriots were somehow able to, you know, I'm not saying catch injury breaks or anything, but able to play like they did in the second half, and they've shown no ability to play a complete game all season long, so why would we place any Foxborough faith in that happening? But just on the odd chance, the off chance they were able to play like that and give you another week of rooting interest and competitive entertainment, no, at this point you're out. 
I'm just what's it's going to be the same exact it's the same exact thing that happened last year, right? We're like we're in the playoffs. Oh, maybe we can uh, you know you know beat the Bills. We beat them in the snow. It's not happening. It's not happening. Josh Allen's a monster, and if anything, the Bills might just let us win that game to play us in the playoffs at some point. Like, because they know they'll whoop us. <laughs> they want a speed bump that they can that just drive That would be the over. cruelest exactly. thing. That's a great call, Charlie. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, Enjoy Charlie. your holiday week. That was Charlie. Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Um, sorry about that. Hello, Charlie. Uh, but that's actually funny. Imagine Buffalo. Okay, Andy. Buffalo loses on purpose in week 18 just so they can have the Patriots come back to Buffalo the next week. And then say, like, if you thought 47-17 was something, bro, wait till you see what we have for you this week. We didn't even bring our punter. Never mind. Use him. We let him stay home. God, yeah. Why do they? Why do I allow myself? I, I don't. Because oh. you're the saying there's like, a chance. There's always I, I just, a chance. Like, you're I a fan. Always, see, I, that's the thing. Like, I always, like, I'm not even talking about being conditioned on the embers of Super Bowl 51 and anything else that Brady and Belichick were able to pull out of their you-know-what over the course of their double dynastic run. It's not even that. I just always like the opportunity, the entertainment, the chance, the dialogue makes life easier for us on the radio and on the Six Rings postgame show and on the podcast. Sure, fine, whatever. But at the same time, like, get, just give me a reason. Get, you know, like, give me... And if they are going to lose, if they, if they, let's say they do make it back to the playoffs. Okay, let's say. Play, let's play and, Okay, let's believe. say they do. You yeah. know, just for, for blanks and giggles. Okay, I like it's it. a blanks and giggles kind of week. Absolutely. That's the new name of our show. Blanks and giggles here on EEI. You're blanks, I'm giggles. <laughs> I've been firing blanks for years. <laughs> oh, geez. Not like that. I thought you had kids. I, they're magic science babies. <laughs> I think they're mine. I'm Ron Burgundy. One is I'm exceptionally Ron tall and athletic. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, they're handsome. They're smart. They speak well. Not they're, yours. They, nope. They're funny. Although, oh. I, although, although, as two IVF babies, uh, I did make the mistake of the hospital that we went to. I did wear a Patriots shirt the day that I was supposed to go, you know, do my part. And the uh, the doctor, the IVF specialist, uh, was a Jets fan. Oh, so he, he had Jets pins all over his lab coat. And I so was you like, never know. I picked the wrong outfit. You never know what he did. It's like what <laughs> could Kenzel? be the subject of a wacky comedy with yeah. Will Ferrell or. It's like Kensel in the front office, right, of the NFL, where they blew up Deflategate all because he's a Jets guy. <laughs> your children aren't your children all because you wore a Pats oh. shirt. But let's say the Patriots do go back. And then, you know, like, if they go back, let's say they make it in as the seven seed and they play Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincinnati, whomever in the two seed, right? And yeah. they lose by another 30-35. Yeah. Would, would that finally be the impetus, the embarrassment uh, you know, the tripwire to the change we all believe these Patriots need in the offseason. So that is where I agree with you. I think either as a tripwire or the impetus or whatever you want to phrase it as, missing the playoffs, Robert Kraft not happy. Making the playoffs and embarrassed yet again, Robert Kraft not happy. So I feel like no matter how you get this choose-your-own-adventure story to play out, it ends with Robert Kraft not happy. And you get change in the offseason. Right. Uh, we got to pay a couple bills. Harry, Ryan, David, Rick, don't go anywhere. You guys are all queued up and next weighing in on the Patriots making the playoffs. And is this even an adventure you want to see them go on another road to lead us down next year? The good news is at least it'll be next year, Andy. So it couldn't possibly be any worse for because this year sucks. <laughs> sure has. 617-779-7937. One line open. If you want to jump in, it's Fitzy and Hart heading into hour number two here on WEI. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.